another episode of the Fly and the Wall Show. Man, I'm so happy you made it this far. I would never let fear hold me back ever again. And I got a special guest. This is about to be an amazing conversation. I got the legendary power move maker and shaker. This is about to be an amazing conversation, man. I swear I hear it all like a fly on the wall. But truly, I'm not small. I'm the flyest of all. And this a meeting ground for the blessing profound. The hottest talk show around. You better turn up your sound. Because if you want to be great, you got to learn from the greats. Analyze what they say and avoid their mistakes. If you got what it takes, just give me a call. I'm here to hear it all. It's the Fly on the Wall show. I'm back for another special, special, special episode of the Fly on the Wall show. Today's episode 70. And I got my dear friend, my special guest, Miss Brianna Brooks and Brianna for the people who may not know who you are you told us you went straight into what it is that you do but for the people who may not know who you are can you tell us a little bit about yourself and what it is that you do what is your profession okay so um, I am a mental health therapist at a actually a high school um in Fulton County right now I currently live in Georgia and um what I really do is I provide just therapy um for those kids um, sometimes the school administrator will refer them, the social worker, their actual parents. I even have kids come to my office saying, just referring themselves for therapy because uh, they're like, I really need some help. I need something extra outside of what I'm doing right now because it's not working. Um, I deal with depression, anxiety, um, a trauma. Um, trauma is really my biggest focus. Yes. Um, actually, when I am working with my clients, um, some of my clients have had um, suicide attempts. Some of them just may just struggle with social anxiety, just being around other people. Some people have um, family issues and concerns that we work through with family sessions. So I do individual therapy, family therapy, group therapy, um, and also just different trainings for the school staff um, on how to respond to teenagers, adolescents who have experienced trauma. So when I say trauma, let me break it down. It could be physical abuse, sexual abuse, um, emotional abuse, neglect in the home, um, things of that nature. Um, I've even had, you know, clients who it's a, it's really hard for them to kind of get back into the swing of things from a car accident. Um, and that just takes sometimes time. Like just trauma is a very big, you know, where like so many things can go under it and so much could go, could be categorized as trauma. So like I said, I had a client it took them almost a year to kind of get back into a car after a car accident. It, it was extremely traumatic for herself mentally and physically. So, Wow. Well, thank you so much for that amazing, you know, introduction of yourself and what it is that you do and your specialties and your focus. Now, uh, Ms. Brooks, man, like when it comes to mental health, when it comes to these things, it's a topic that we don't really discuss in the, the Black community or, you know, in general, we, we're, we're starting to shine a little bit light on it, but you know, and it's a healing conversation. And I, I, I'm really, I've been excited to have this conversation with you for a while now. And, you know, do you mind if we kind of go, you know, back in time a little bit to get to know you as a person first? Yeah, no problem. Absolutely. Um, so for me, so knowing a little bit about me, um, I grew up in um, South Florida. Um, there, uh, I went from there, from my mom lived there, my dad lived in Tampa, and I kind of traveled back and forth. Um, I went to school at Florida Atlantic University and got my undergraduate um, degree uh, in psychology, and I minored in sociology. 
Um, after that, I moved to Georgia for my master's degree and got my master's in clinical counseling and mental health with a specialization in neuropsychology. Absolutely. Wow. That's amazing. What, what was it like for you growing up? Like, what was your environment like for you growing up as a kid? Uh, that's actually a difficult question to kind of ask me because uh, I don't really know how to explain it. So um, when I was younger, I was an all-star cheerleader. I cheered from the age of seven all the way up until uh, my freshman year at FAU. And I did that back and forth. So I was I was always on go. So I guess you could say to, to say my childhood was really, it was always something because I was either at a competition for cheer or the other weekend I was in Tampa um, seeing my dad. So that was um, that, but kind of going into more um, about what I do with like mentally, um, as I've gotten more and more into my field, um, I've learned that when I was younger, I didn't really speak up as much um, because I was, it was always so busy in my household and every household I was in, mom or dad, I was doing something. So my voice was mute. I feel like, you know, kind of growing up, not to say anything was bad that was happening, but about just how I felt about situations or me trying to get an understanding of my feelings or who I was as an individual. I did not, I wasn't so quick to just go out and just say it like how I am now. Um, I feel like that's just, just the environment that I was just kind of in. Absolutely. You know, you said something very important, you know, as a kid, you felt like your voice wasn't really heard as much or you didn't really speak up for yourself. You know, there's a lot of kids out there who may feel the same way, who may be in a position where maybe they're, they, they don't, they're not vocal about themselves or they're not communicating properly, or maybe they're just not, you know, being heard, you know? And so in the line of what you do is, is in general, how important is communication? How important is it to be able to, you know, as a child, you know, speak, communicate with your, your parents or your loved ones and your parents to communicate with your children. How important is that? It's the, the highest priority. Um, and I, I, a lot of um, people do not understand how important it really is to just communicate with a child. Yes, we are adults and, you know, we want to raise them to be, you know, make better decisions and do this and do that. But you have to understand how important it is for the child to actually have a voice and a say in what's going on and not saying that they need to raise themselves but just as a parent I have to remind my parents just listen listen to what they're you know just saying and not listen to know when it's time for you to respond but actually listen to hear what they're saying like I have you know some kids that say I'm, I'm really hurting and you know some parents are like for what you have this house, you have mm-hmm. food, you have, you have all these things, you're in dance, you're in this, you're in this and that third. What do you need to be heard more about? And that's where, you know, I have to really interject say, it's not about what you can give. It's actually just being there because just as you try to figure out who you was as and you're now an adult, you know who you are, they're doing the same thing. And they're just trying to figure out, they, they're trying to find their own way, but they can't find their way if they don't feel like they have a place to actually come to you and say, come to anyone and just say, well, I don't know, or I'm lost or feel like I can't say, well, I'm unhappy and not to sound ungrateful. You know, like so many kids be like, I don't want to sound ungrateful because I do have this, I do have that, but it's not about all the things that you can have. It's are you being fulfilled emotionally? Mm. And that's something that, um, you know, some adults just don't 
put more push put much focus towards because that takes you know takes two people to actually communicate what it is that they're actually going through like emotionally and do you even know what you're going through emotionally wow and you know i've learned that you know communication is a skill it takes you know both parties to effectively communicate now you mentioned you know something important about listening and sometimes parents are not really listening to their children in your own words what do you think the difference is between listening and hearing like you could listen to someone and you could hear someone what is the difference in your words hearing is simply just knowing when is it my time to return like when is my time to respond to you like um, I hear you but I'm not actually comprehending when you are actively listening you're listening to find an understanding too and then how you know that you're truly listening is when it's your turn to speak instead of you trying to give just your opinion or what you want to say you reflect like Oh, I, okay. So what I heard you say was you need to go to the bathroom every day at three o'clock, you know, something simple. Um, and it's like, yes, I do need that because I may have a medical condition. Like I'm hearing what you're like, I'm really understanding what you're saying versus me hearing you. If you were to tell me, oh, you gotta go to the bathroom at three o'clock for what? You could just wait until 3.30 when the bell rings. You know what I'm saying? Like you're not really hearing what you're not really understanding what is actually being taught, said to you. Like, these are my needs and this is what is going on. You understand? So I, I will say hearing is more for just knowing when can I respond? Like, Oh, I don't want to cut you off. I don't want to be rude. So I'm going right. to hear here. And then like when, you know, the, the sound waves aren't coming towards my ear anymore. Okay. Now it's my time. <laughs> so. <laughs> Absolutely. No, definitely, definitely, definitely. Um, Thank you so much for, you know, distinguishing the difference between those two for me. And, you know, I can tell that you're very passionate and connected to what it is that you do. I'm curious to kind of, you know, to learn what what brought you into psychology? What made you kind of fall in love with psychology and what it is that you do, mental health? Um, first, it will, I will have to say it would be, um, excuse me, just understanding people. I wanted to know um, why people just move differently, to be honest. Yeah. Um, and then I also want to know things about myself. Um, you weren't scared to learn you know these things I'm like, oh, I needed to know because um, yeah. when I was younger I will say I was, I was angry um, mm. you know I was angry I was quick to like say oh we fight like, <laughs> and it's like, what's, Wait a what's, your, what's your sign by the way I'm a Taurus Gang, 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 gang. All right. <laughs> I, was, I was angry too girl that's why I asked okay. yeah you know, we, you know we, was, we was a little angry and quick to, you know, to jump off us as complete bullies so I'm like, why am I like this? Just a little bit, just a little bit. But and I was like, why am I like this? Um, and I think when I got to college, um, I was just like, I can't be. I don't want to be angry. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, it takes up more energy for me to be angry than for me to be happy. So I would say that's kind of what got my interest towards um, psychology. Yes. Um, and then I took, actually took a, it was an AP psychology course in high, my last year in high school. And that's what um, kind of got my brain kind of going. His name was Dr. White. I remember him. Dr. Dr. White. Dr. So, White. So absolutely shout out to Dr. White, man. And so, wow, it's so interesting, right? So your journey through psychology and mental health stemmed from you just kind of wanting to understand people and actually understand yourself. It was like you were on a whole self-development, self, mm-hmm. you know, introspective within yourself, you know, it, start, it started with, you know, understanding yourself as well. Yes, I would definitely say that. Um, my, the mental health aspect of my career definitely started with 
me learning about my own um, emotions. Mm-hmm. And because like I said, I was angry. And I was like, well, why am I angry? Because I, I had two homes I can go to. I had my mom's <laughs> home, I had my dad's home, my grandma's home. And so it was like, okay, it's not that I didn't have shelter, um, but I'm just mad. And then sometimes I would I would definitely hold a lot of things in because like I said, mm-hmm. I, was, oh, I didn't feel like I could yeah. share certain things because I was always on the go. So I mm-hmm. kept a lot of things inside until mm-hmm. sometimes like I would just be upset and I would be screaming, I would be cursing. Like, Are you very competitive as a child? Uh, I don't know. I know you perform at high. I know you were competitive in cheer. Competitive I was competitive in the sports that I did. Yeah, sports. so like the track I was in, cheer. I, I was. What very, about the classroom? No classroom. Mm-mm. I think I, I I did always did well. I always had some good grades, but I wasn't like what's your grade? <laughs> um, so I just I made sure I got all my stuff done. I'll say that absolutely. You know, and you know. Along this journey, what, what I know you said you wanted to start off initially, like kind of understanding people and understanding yourself, like why you were so angry. What did you actually learn about yourself in this process? Um, I would definitely say like my childhood and the relationships that I had with my parents um, could have been just better. That's what I learned um, from it. And not to say that they didn't do the best. They did. They definitely of course, of course. did the best. Um, but I think as a kid, um now that I mean I I will push certain boundaries with my parents like or uh, hey this is this is what it is this is how I'm feeling I will do that now but I don't feel like I did that as a child and I think that would have changed my outlook Mm -hmm. or who I like on me figuring myself out Um, so I think that's what I learned the most like even though like so many people be like, well, it happened in the past. You can't do nothing to fix it now, fix it now. You can, because for you to understand what, where things are coming from and why you feel, feel that way, it will, it will mold and change how you approach things in the future. So now I'm not going to argue with anyone. We're going to go back and forth and I'm going to get the last word. But now I'm not going to argue with you because that's not my place. That's going to take me out of where I am at the moment mm-hmm. and kind of get me to be angry. And that's not what I want to do. Like growing up, it was arguments in, yeah. in households. And I'm not, I don't like that. So Absolutely. me knowing like, okay, that kind of makes me angry. I don't want to get there. Let's either we could talk about it now in a different you know, tone to each other or we can come back to it like in an hour so you know i'm willing to do that more now than i would i would say everyone i was younger wow that's what you call growth man and um you know i'm learning the same thing as well for myself i could be very confrontation i could have been very confrontational and ready to argue gotta get the last word gotta be a bull gotta mm-hmm. let you know like i'm not necessarily that i'm right but i wanted to be heard right mm-hmm. i used to always like fight for like my voice because i wanted to be heard because i felt like when I was a child, I wasn't heard, right? The arguments, all those things, I can relate to that, you know? And it's so powerful what you're doing, right? Because a lot of people don't realize that a lot of the trauma that stems in our lives comes from our childhood, mm-hmm. right? You want to talk a little bit about that? Like why, I know you don't deal with adults and stuff like that, but you deal with children. But a lot of people don't know that those problems that we see as an older person, it started from when we were younger, maybe suppressed feelings. Do you want to talk a little bit about why it's so important to, you know, to to get to the youth and, like, you know, allow, allow them to understand that the problem is not really them, but it's maybe their environment or some of the things that they're experiencing? 
Um, I definitely can. So I do, so I don't necessarily deal with um, adults when it comes to therapy, but I deal with it in family sessions. So mm. I do have to deal with, you know, adults and their concerns. And I, and I have to sometimes meet with just parents alone and say, Hey, let's go, let's go back a little bit for, from your life. Because sometimes when it comes to parenting and the issues that they may see in their ch- their child, they may have also experienced that as well as a kid, but they didn't go about it. You know, therapy was, you know, it's fr- it was frowned upon. I mean, it kind of is still um, now with the stigma. Yeah, especially in the Black community. Yeah, and I, I deal um, with predominantly, all, all my cases are, they're all African-American. Woo woo. So got 30 <laughs> families in therapy. So that's good. Absolutely. And um, so talking, so going back to your question, yes, going, it's important to um, go back into your childhood and figure out what it, it's important for them too. So they can mold their next actions to be better. Cause you know, we, we all go into different situations saying, I want to be different. I want to, you know, financially, I want to be better than my parents. I want to raise, you know, my kids better than my parents. Like it's so many things that they say, like we are going against our parents or whoever raised us. So that's what we're going against. But in order to truly um, know what they had to deal with, what they had to overcome, you got to learn your parents. You know, I sat down with my dad and said, hey, tell me about your your childhood, just because. He's like, what? Why? And, you know, I tell him, I want to know about your parties. I want to know about the, how many people you slept with, the, the slippers you may have had. You I, asked your dad all of that? Yes. Oh, I, yes. And he was he was very shocked. He was like, I don't know what I'm going to tell you all that. But yeah. I was like, that's fine. You know, tell me what I want. But I'm telling you the magnitude that I want to know. Like, when you were in school, you know, yeah, you were playing football and all that sort of stuff, but how was your relationship with your mom? How was your relationship with your dad? You know, oh, you didn't know your biological dad. You were raised by, I want to know how you felt like that. Like, you, how were you? Like, you were the only one out of your households who had a different dad. Like, how did that feel? Because I'm the oldest of my dad. Those are important questions, yo. I never really thought about, like, yeah. asking questions like Mm-hmm. So I'm the oldest of my dad. My mom is my mom. I have a different mother than the rest of my siblings with my dad. And so I'm like, that's something we relate to. Like, do we have the same emotions? Like, did we have did we have similar emotions? How you felt? Oh, it didn't really, you know, mean anything to you. It didn't bother you. Okay. Well, me, I'm kind of it bothered me. I'm yeah. coming in every Friday, Friday through Sunday, and I gotta catch up. So that's what I was like, I have to catch up. So you didn't have to. And he's like, well, I didn't have to catch up because that's where I was. I, I lived there. So there's that difference. So then I had to kind of, so for him to understand some of my emotions that I felt as a child, we had to, I had to kind of put him, like, think about it when you was a kid. And, this, and then, you know, let me, let me help you to understand me a bit better. So therefore, you know, oh, this is my, my daughter, Brianna, you know, so going back outside of me. Going back, yeah, to but that's dope, dude. Because that's that's powerful. What you just what you said, wow. Yeah, yes. and it's, and it's something that you know we we don't think to do or don't feel like it's as important to do. But understanding your behaviors and why you feel a certain way is not pointless because it's going to help you to move on and move forward into other situations. So wow. Well, thank you. That's that's wow. That's powerful because I, I found myself, you know really trying to understand my parents and asking them questions such as what you're saying. But like, for me, it's, it's hard. Like they don't really, I feel like I'm on this journey of trying to heal, Mm -hmm. you know, and with that, it means going back to like childhood. And I try to do that with my parents, but they're not really that open. And 
you know, and I could tell it's a lot of trauma. It's a lot of hurt. My parents are immigrants. They come from another country. So I know that's another, that's a whole nother story right there. And I try to make them, you know, answer these questions, but it's, it's a journey. It's a journey, man. So that's kudos to you to, you know, to being able to communicate with your father like that and ask him, ask him these questions. And, you know, I feel like, you know, I feel like adults, not just our parents, cause our parents are, they're our parents, but they're, they're, they're people too, right? They're, other than being our parents, like they are people. Like before there was us, there was them and there was them. You know what I'm saying? So understanding that they're people, I think is important. And like human like adults are just big kids, right? Yeah, like they, they're big they are. kids. They like really what are your are. thoughts on like what like what do you have to say about just being uh, like adults are just big kids that maybe they just never really grew up in a sense or emotionally grew up. Like what are your thoughts on that? Um, I think you gotta be kind to yourself. Um, when it comes to that um, because when you are dealing with even just friendships and peers you got to just be kind like yes you have expectations and you know you want it to be a certain way but you can't be so hard on them or yourself about if mistakes come about in the relationship so truly just being kind to each other is how you kind of get through things like yes I'm not saying you've got to be walked all over and just accept anything no because that's where your expectations come in but it's okay for you to make a mistake it's okay for you to have these tough conversations it's okay for you not to talk about not to deal with that tough conversation right now but make sure you put it like give yourself some time like, oh, I need a week give me a week to kind of get myself together um, before we have this tough conversation because that's you know it's okay like I tried to have the same conversation with my mom and she was like Brie give me give me some time I gotta wrap my mind about that you know because she was like she's been through some things so I was like okay because yeah. you my know, parents been through some stuff man yeah like you can't you just because you want something like as an adult you know we're, we're big kids right that's like how you said and you know on the kids when they're younger it's like oh I want something I want it now so let's do it now it's immediate you want it this, that, and the third. But as an adult, even though we're big kids, we've also gone through things. Like it's, it's life isn't as innocent as it is when you're three, when you're four, and you want things right now. And you're like, well, I don't understand why Jimmy can't share his, um, his food with me. You know, it's not as simple as that because, all right, now when Jimmy's 30 and he doesn't want to share any food, maybe he doesn't want to share any food because throughout his whole life, he had to kind of map out how much he was going to eat. You know, like he had to portion, you know, make sure each portion was going to get him through the day. So now Jim, Jimmy's 30, he's not really so quick to share any food. Like you got to learn that and you can't get so upset about it because he's not doing something you want him to do. You have to give people some time. Like it's not always about you as that person. You got to think about put in, put yourself in the other person's shoes. And that's what I mean when I say be kind to yourself and others. And also know that not everything is meant for you to understand. Absolutely. Wow. Thank you. You know, and I know that you said that, you know, sometimes you're doing group therapy sessions with the family and the child, you know, I could tell that sometimes, you know, I could, I can only imagine how sometimes that it could be tense in the room Mm -hmm. or like, you know, emotions are running wild. Have you ever, like, how do you deal with, like, pushback, like, within, like, those situations, like, where a child may be expressing themselves and the parent may be like, that didn't happen or it didn't happen like that? How do you, like, handle situations like that as a mediator? Um, well, I set boundaries uh, always at the beginning. So 
you know, parents and kids, we're not talking over each other. Um, mm. We're not doing that. We're going to respect each other equally, whether you respect each other in your household or not. In my office, we're going to respect each other. Secondly, um, I, so I set those boundaries and rules at the very beginning. And then if any, because there has been times where, you know, parents are like, that didn't happen or you didn't feel like that. And I have to stop. And I say, no, you, you can't tell someone how they're going to feel about a situation. Like, that's ridiculous. Like, you know, I, I do have to get, you know, a little, uh, you know, before we have a fe- um, family sessions, I will say, I do prepare the, the client first, the kid first, and then I also prepare the parents first. So therefore there's no, there's no um, surprises. There's nothing, uh, well, outside of, you know, things that, you know, the kid may need to right. say, but there's nothing, all, everyone is aware of my expectations. Mm. Um, as the therapist so it's always I do have to tell everyone you cannot tell someone how they're going to feel or how a situation made them feel and that's the I feel like that's an adult hardest thing to actually understand when it comes to a when it comes to other people because I've also had to deal with a media between two teachers and it's you know it's like no you guys can't sit up here and say that you know you're not really upset you don't know really how I am because it's me like it's you understand what I'm saying? Like you, we have to get out of the habit of just saying like, oh, well, this is what the, the social norm is. So this is what you're going to fall under. No, because I'm not, I may not be average. I may, I'm not going, I may be that 1% that is like, no, this is going to make me upset. And that's just something you have to deal, you know, with whether that means you learning how to approach someone differently, whether it means you're not, you don't, like how you know they're engaging that's that's your own personal preference but we have got to get out of the habit of telling someone how they feel or what something's gonna how it's gonna make them how they're gonna react because you don't know how someone will react but you do have the choice and the power to know how you're going to respond to people about different situations and that's what we have to focus more on is our reactions to other people's emotions Absolutely. Definitely, man. And thank you so much for, for articulating that for me. And, you know, I know you work, currently you're working in a school. Do you ever see yourself opening up your own practice? I think that's what you call it, right? Practice? Yeah, it's a practice. Okay. Yes. Um, I do. I do. But um, I do feel like right now I'm still just getting the, getting my feet wet. You know, this is the very be, um, beginning of my career. I've only been in my career for about, we're going on to our third year. Um, Congratulations, by the way. That's Thank amazing. You. I'm so proud of you. No, for real. I, I mean, right, right now, because people, this is one of my, this is one of my dear friends from college. I want to say I'm proud of you. I'm, I was like, I got to watch you kind of grow up into this amazing young adult. I just want to say I'm proud of you. You've come so far. Like, that's amazing to see what you've been able to do in such a short time. Your transition from South Florida to to um, Atlanta, Georgia. Like, you should be so proud of yourself. I know your parents are proud of you. You're doing so amazing. You're, you're you're helping to heal so many people at such a young age. I'm trying. You know what I'm saying? Like you're doing, you're trying. You're, you're not trying. You're doing. I just want to commend you for you know for what you're doing. You know, especially because you're helping to heal the younger generation who are going to turn into the younger adults and who hopefully going to come back and do the same thing for someone else. So I want to say it's time to say, yo, I'm so proud of you. You know what I'm saying? I have to have you on the show. So thank you for that. I just wanted to say that. Thank you. I appreciate Absolutely. it. You definitely have seen me grow. That is one thing for sure. (laughs) Absolutely. From the outside, I can fly on the wall, but I got to see, you know, do some amazing things, man. But so that's good. So like in the next 
So you're celebrating your third year, almost going into your third year. Where do you see yourself in maybe the next five? The next five, I will hope to obtain my doctorate. And we'll have um, definitely that open private practice open or if um if private practice i realized may not be f- more for me that i will be working will continue to work in the schools before the county that's what i would hope to do absolutely so, absolutely absolutely see everywhere absolutely do you, do you do you see yourself starting your own family maybe in the next five to ten years oh yeah so yeah i do do plan to do that <laughs> i do plan to do that have no have my own family hopefully you know Someone want to tie the knot with me? Who knows? Yeah, girl, you know you a cast up playing. <laughs> how, <laughs> that brings me to my next question. You know, how important is family for you? Like, what is that? Like, what does family mean to you? And like, what is that? How does that play a role in your decisions? Um, family is a huge part um, in my, I feel like, priority list. Um, and I think that's also why I go so hard um, now in my career because when I do, you know, begin to sit, settle down, and have a family. I'm going to go as hard, but my time will be split and, you know, my focus will be split as well. So, you know, for instance, if someone calls my, me, you know, about my kid being sick at school, all the rest of my clients for the afternoon, they have to be rescheduled, you know, and that may happen whenever, but I want to, everything that I can learn, as much as I can learn, I want to do it now while I'm young and, you know, so practice it, not have any type of, I don't want to call family a distraction, but my time will be split. And right. that's just, you know, it is what it is. Because I don't even know how I can really put how much family means to me. But it's a, it's it's huge. It's a big role. Yeah. Like, I remember, absolutely. Well, thank you. And I remember at the beginning of the conversation, you know, you said that sometimes you felt like you were always on go as a younger child, mm-hmm. you know, and sometimes you weren't, you feel like you weren't being heard and things like that. Do you feel like, you know, you're, how you how you kind of developed as a child and learning about yourself, learning about your, both of your parents to a certain extent, do you feel like that's going to come into play on how you raise your kids and how you, yeah. how you work in your, within your own family? Yeah. Because um, I do know I, I will most likely take um, a little step back um, because I want to make sure that my kids, like they may, they're going to see me working and, you know, I'm a yeah, black, you know, working woman and that's, that's okay to be. Um, but also I'm here, like I'm home and I'm here for whatever it is you want to do with, you know, your youth, whether you want to go play a sport, whether you want to go be a musician, whatever it is, I'm here. And I want to be there to make sure that I'm there supporting and hearing if anything, like if something goes wrong or you're sad, like I wanted to, I don't want it to be like, oh, well, my mom is working, so I can't tell her something. No, tell me whatever, because you're going to always come before so that's that will definitely play a huge role in how I do raise um, my children. Absolutely. That's amazing. And, you know, Bree, one of the questions I like to ask all of my guests when they come on this show is their definition. What is their definition of success? Right now, success, it varies depending on where you are in life. It doesn't have to be monetary. It can just be, you know, peace. It could be just family. It could just be it could be monetary, you know, accolades and all that good stuff. But what is your definition of success? Um, for me is joy. I think it's, it goes back to just how you're feeling um, because I don't feel like you have to have, you know, that big career, that family. I feel like I'm successful at this moment. I don't have, kids. I don't have, um, I'm not married, but I do feel beyond successful in where I'm at in life. So I think it really just, for my definition of success is 
the pure joy that you will experience in the current moment. So that's a beautiful answer. That's a beautiful answer. Joy. And, you know, I'm not going to keep too much of your time. I've got two more questions. Is that okay? Yeah, absolutely. And so, you know, Bree, if you can look back at your younger self, right? Younger Bree, younger Bree Bree, right? What are some words that you would say to like your self, like to like let her know that it's okay and that she's gonna turn into such an amazing, beautiful young woman? Like, what are some words that you would say to her? Um, I probably wouldn't even say any words. I think I would give myself a hug. Ooh. Yeah, I would definitely just just give myself Ooh. a hug and just hold my younger self. To be honest. Oh my god, how important is it to hug yourself, man? I don't yeah. think we do that enough. I don't. You got, think you got me hugging myself right now. I felt that, boy. Like I gotta give myself a hug on most days. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm, because I think that physical, that physical touch should just be like it's okay, and to be vulnerable with um yourself. And that's a that's also another big thing. I can you openly say that you've been vulnerable with yourself? Not necessarily, and I don't mean like oh I've cried and just been okay, but no, like really kind of dug deep into your actual like the deep pieces that you're not really willing to you know put much light to when it comes to your soul like just but that's what I would do I would give myself a hug and allow myself to just be vulnerable and probably just cry like be like it's okay it's okay that you're you know upset about this wow and you know I really resonated with what you just said because you know I I started doing like those different tests right Mm -hmm. and I learned that my love language like is, is physical touch Mm-hmm. Right. I learned that. And uh, what's yours, by the way? Do you know? My top one is actually quality time. My, I think physical touch is like third. It's tied with words of affirmation and physical touch. But those are my second and third. Yeah, I think mine's were physical touch and words of affirmation as well. Right. I learned about myself that I probably I, I remember when I was younger. Right. I couldn't. I, only time I can go to sleep is if, if I I had to hold my mom's like my mom had to ha- hold my finger for me to go to sleep or something like that. I don't know. Right. Mm-hmm. And so I learned that like physical, I felt like when I was younger, I wasn't really, cause my parents like emotionally, yo, like, I don't think they're really available. Like they've really been through whatever they've been through at such a younger age. And like emotion is like, like I'm just learning. Like my dad is just learning to say, I love you. Like, right. I have to like count. I could literally, I could literally count how many times I hear my dad say, I love you. And like, I'm tra- it's like I'm training him to be like a better communicator with his feelings. Like, yo, dad, I love you. Sometimes he don't say it, but then I started saying, sometimes you say it now. Sometimes you say it first, I'm like, oh, sh- did he just say that? You know what I'm saying? So like, I've learned like, you know, words of affirmation, physical touch. Those are my, you know, like my signs of, you know, love and endearment. Like how important, like f- for communication purposes, right? How important is that to understand that within like your children, your par- your partners or whatever relationship that you have? How important is it to understand that? Um, it's, it's, I think it can break, it can break or make um, actually a relationship. And it doesn't even have to be just um, with fam- like your parents or right. you know, intimacy. Yeah, like, sure. It's friendships as well. Yeah. Um, you know, it's important for you to know anyone who you're surrounded with, um, surrounded by, what is their love language? Um, because it's really how, how do they know, how do they communicate with you? So the nonverbals outside of your words, because, you know, everyone, we could say, you can say whatever, but how do I know with your nonverbals that you care? You know, so I think it's, it's also, it goes hand in hand with, you know, communication because non you can communicate nonverbally and not say a word. Like, you know, everything. Yeah. So I think it's, it's, it's also goes hand in hand with that. It's like a sub sub subcategory income communication. 
Absolutely. Thank you so much. You know, and um, the last question that I want to, well, not even a question, this is not even a question, but if there was a child out there, you know, a younger child out there, <clears throat> excuse me, if there was a younger child out there and, you know, they were dealing with stuff at home, their environment is not the best and they don't feel like they can communicate with their parents or anybody out there. What is something that you would tell them to like, encourage them to like, so like they they can ask for that you know commu- they can ask for that communication without feeling scared or like what, what what sorry what would you suggest for them to do I should say um I would I would tell them to make an outline um if they were <clears throat> to find a way to actually tell their parents um something that is difficult make an outline and put down the different points that you want to say and then kind of fill it in and you practice it because things are going to always be uncomfortable when it comes to those difficult conversations and topics but if you get that courage to you know come out and say it you can either say it to your actual parent or find someone if it's a child find someone that you entrust whether it's a cousin whether it's an aunt, whether it's someone at your school, like a social worker or your counselor, kind of get it, get it to someone who you feel like could be um, a mediator or a third person into that uh, conversation with your parent, but really have something mapped out already to know. So therefore, and it's pinpoint and you're assertive when you're saying it, you know, I leave out the, I feel like, I feel like this, or it may feel like this sometimes be like, I know that I feel you know, sad when this happens. I know that when you do this, it makes me feel a certain, it feels this way, or I may feel uncomfortable. Sometimes it could simply be like when Uncle Tommy, when he puts his hand on my shoulder, I feel uncomfortable. You know, it's just that, you know, certain things like that, just the I know. So therefore it comes off as you are not second guessing and there's no you know, little gray area, like, oh, we can kind of go in there and kind of dissect this. Like, no, there's no dissecting because this is what it is. So definitely that would be my advice. Be Map it out, be assertive, and either talk to your immediate parent or talk to someone that you do trust that could be that third person to help you communicate your words to a parent. Wow. So map it out, be assertive, and communicate. Wow. Well, Bree, Brianna, Ms. Brooks, I just want to say this has been an amazing therapeutic and I feel like a healing conversation that will provide value to not just only like the younger kids, but adults too, because like we, like we talked about, we're just big kids and just trying to figure it out. But for us to figure it out, we got to dive back into our younger selves. And I just want to say, man, this was a very, very special conversation. I'm so glad that you were able to, we were able to do this. I know you're a very busy person. You'd be out here bossing up on everybody, man, but thank you so much for making time. And thank you for being my special guest, episode 70. 70, the big seven zero, a fly on the wall. I love it. I'm so proud of you. You have really come out here and and did wonders. You know, you moved, you then changed up the whole narrative of where you want your life to go. So I am so proud of you. Thank you. I really appreciate that. That means more than you know. Thank you. I've definitely come a long way. I've definitely changed up a lot of things so i appreciate that i'm not who i used to be and i'm grateful for that so thank you so much no problem if anyone wants any more tips definitely follow me on instagram absolutely and what's your instagram for them to know like what's your instagram oh the therapist and then miss ms dot brianna b-r-i-a-n-n-a the therapist the therapist the ultimate the best therapist out here in atlanta georgia Ooh, hide the man. Ooh, I can't wait to see that office. But my kids, 
I got it cut. Well, I don't know if I should bring my kids. I don't know. We're kind of cool. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, you can. You, I can. I can give you someone good. I can some refer. All right, no problem. But again, thank you so much, bro. I really appreciate you, and I pray that you have a really great rest of your amazing rest of your day. You too. Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely, anytime. Thank you so much. Whenever you want to come talk, you talk your stuff, man. Just hit me up. We got you. I got you. <laughs> Bye. Awesome. Bye.